listening to Beyond the Page podcast, where we go beyond the Oregon State campus and into our communities to talk about the best thing in life, art. This podcast is hosted by the PRISM staff, OSU's art and literary journal for students by students. We're at the start of a new season here, and I'm one of your hosts, Natalie Harris. And I'm your other host, Tosca Rotolo. It's a misty, sort of rainy fall day, but the sun's starting to shine out here, which really just seems perfect for what we're going to get into today. Definitely. We're going to go over some updates, chat about what PRISM has been up to and where we're headed, and then we're going to finish off with sharing some of our favorite poems. Yeah, grab a hot drink. I was just drinking some chai. You're drinking some coffee, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, you know, drink some water. Stay hydrated, basically, right? And let's get started here. So some of you might actually recognize my voice. I know it's been a hot sec, but I was on some of the podcast episodes that you might have listened to last year. I work for PRISM as the assistant editor just this last academic cycle, and I'm really happy to be back again this time as editor-in-chief for PRISM. And it was so amazing to print our first annual art and literary journal for our 2021 edition because the 2020 edition unfortunately couldn't be printed because the pandemic shut down like a bunch of the printers and stuff and so it was really cool to see finally like an 100 page edition filled with student art and uh, literary pieces printed (laughs) and julie and i and the creative team and volunteers you know we spent so much time working on this and it was So amazing to see all of our efforts kind of come to life um, at the end of 2021. And it made it even better, too, because we were able to actually publish and finally give the glory the 2020 edition of PRISM deserves. So both are out on stands right now, which is really great. Flourish and Displacement. So 2021, 2020, go pick them up. Go pick up a copy if you haven't already. There is so much amazing content by students within those. So You definitely have some good reading material out there if you haven't already. Plus, it's online, too, if you don't happen to be on the OSU campus. And I'm just so excited for what PRISM has in store for this coming year. And, you know, printing another edition, another annual edition of PRISM. And I'm really excited to have Tosca here with me, too. Thank you so much. I am really excited to work with you this year as well. This is my first time ever working with PRISM specifically, but I do have a little bit of Orange Media Network experience. I used to be a student news correspondent for the Daily Barometer, and I did a little bit of help broadcasting some radio stations on KBVR, which was a blast. I'm already really, really happy with how my position as assistant editor has gone so far, and I really can't wait to see how the rest of the year goes and all the exciting events and all of the things that we have planned for the future. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to get into it, but I won't get into it yet. Um, <laughs> uh, just a little bit about me. I'm a fourth-year creative writing major and a psychology minor. Um, I'm from Portland, but I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. I'm a huge literary and poetry nerd, as I'm sure you'll be able to tell once we start talking about poetry. Uh, For fun, you'll find me around Corvallis longboarding. Um, I love seeing movies of the dark side and the white side as well. I host the OSU Poetry Club, and I'm always doodling, drawing silly stuff in my sketchbook, trying not to draw during class, but it's very hard. (laughs) They're such good sketches, too. I always love seeing (laughs) what you. you create. Yeah, it's such a blast. Tosca and I are both creative writing majors, so it's also really fun to mm-hmm. to share in those experiences to see how we're doing in our classes and just be able to bounce creative ideas off each other. It's great. So we got a lot of good 
good things in store. We've kicked off our volunteer meetings already for PRISM. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going great. And it's really fun to start planning in-person events, you know, that are staying safe and all of those good things. Um, And we're really just trying to push our submission deadline right now because that's that's the biggest thing that we're looking forward to this year is finally, finally getting in those new submissions from students on campus who maybe have submitted to us before who are here new on campus on OSU property for the first time, whether they're a first year, second year transfer student, what have you, um, and, and letting, letting them know about PRISM and the opportunities we have here. So definitely, you know, send this podcast their way so they get a little bit more info on what we're up to because yeah our deadline is at the end of this term november 19th right before thanksgiving right before things get super stressful (laughs) so definitely take this time to create stuff Um, we accept all all creative work by oregon state students so it's going to be really fun yeah lots to look forward to with that (laughs) absolutely yeah what's that saying the devil works hard but the pandemic worked harder (laughs) to stifle all of our passions and happiness i know i was struggling pretty hard during at least the early pandemic to keep my uh creativity up especially with the whole dread of just like what's gonna happen where's the future gonna be But thankfully, we've all continued to persevere with courage and strength, really working hard to stay motivated, stay happy, stay social. Art never really went away during the lockdown, even though it felt like it might. But people really developed new tools to continue their work during the hardship. And of course, it's absolutely wonderful to finally have opportunities for in-person events where art And all of our social skills can flourish and grow. I know my social skills have definitely taken a hit during the pandemic. I kind of forgot that, like, small talk is a thing. I was in class and somebody turned around and was, like, asking me a question about what I did for the homework. And I was like, why are you talking to me? (laughs) Like, what is this? I was like, wait, something is there something on my face? Are you talking to me? And then I was like, no, no, that's just how humans work. Right, right. I know. (laughs) No one would, like, start talking during a Zoom class. No, no. Unless you had to, even even then, even in breakout rooms, sometimes people just wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. And it's like you had to break away from that like set script during Zoom yeah. calls where it's like, thank you, Angela. I really agree. <laughs> Going off of your point, I like I don't know. Like, humans don't speak like that. I don't right. speak like that. But yeah, art in general definitely helped build community when we were apart, but it really does shine when we're together. So PRISM is very excited to start introducing some in-person events. And I think the Oregon State community in general is just very excited to get back out there. Yeah, exactly. It's been really fun to see the different in-person events that are coming Mm -hmm. our way. Like uh, Pride Center and Seoul is doing a Soloween a Halloween event yeah. that like costumes and uh, art galleries mm-hmm. and performers and we're hoping to like get some of that stuff here mm-hmm. talking about that upcoming event towards the end of this month because that's one we're really looking forward to um, just to just to see art out on campus again displayed mm-hmm. in different ways as well as one of the other centers on campus, the Centro Cultural Cesar Chavez, mm-hmm. is hosting an open mic night here next week as well on the 20th, um, I believe five to six. There's a registration form. We'll put it in the description mm-hmm. of this podcast. So if you're 
around Oregon State's campus and you're free Wednesday night, definitely stop by. It's in the MU Lounge, I'm pretty sure. So really central location too, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, I'm so excited to see people perform again because it's like going to be all types of performances too, which is really cool of like poetry and, you know, theater, like monologue sort of thing or songs that people have, Mm -hmm. which is just so cool. Um, But it is really exciting, especially like for me, I really love spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. Um, I love all types of poetry, obviously, but uh, spoken word really, really hit home because it was something that really opened my eyes to what poetry could be when I was little seventh grade self, like 12 years old and Mm -hmm. was introduced to this really cool thing of spoken word. And I was really into poetry and theater at the time. Still am. <laughs> and uh, and I hear I was being told, hey, there's this thing that combines both of these things into one art form. I was like, um, what? Uh, I would like to know more, please. <laughs> um, yeah. And I we had watched this TED talk by Sarah Kay. She she shared some of her spoken word poems and she started this thing called Project Voice with um, a friend of hers called Phil Kay is his name. Um, Their last names are spelled differently, Um, but it's really funny. They have a whole origin story, spoken word poem about all the weird similarities these two share. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, for like, we wanted to share some of our favorite poems and I wanted to share one by Phil Kay that I was reminded of. This is an older poem of his, it's called Repetition. And yeah, I'll talk more about it after I read this. So this is Repetition by Phil Kay. I remember the bed just floating there, apart, 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 apart. My mother taught me this trick. If you repeat something over and over again, it loses its meaning. For example, homework, 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 homework. See? Nothing. Our existence, she said, is the same way. You watch the sun set too often. It just becomes 6 p.m. You make the same mistake over and over. You'll stop calling it a mistake if you just wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. One day you'll forget why. Nothing is forever, she said. My parents left each other when I was seven years old. Before their last argument, they sent me off to the neighbor's house, like some astronaut jettisoned from the shuttle. When I came back, there was no gravity in our home, beds floating. I imagined it as an accident, that when I left, they whispered to each other, I love you, so many times, but they forgot what it meant. Family, 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 family. My mother taught me this trick. If you repeat something over and over again, it loses its meaning. This becomes my favorite game. I made the sting of words evaporate. Separation, separation, separation. See? Nothing. Apart, apart, apart. See? Nothing. I am an injured handyman now. I work with words all day. Shut up, I know the irony. When I was young, I was taught that the trick to dominating language was breaking it down. Convincing it that it was worthless. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. See? Nothing. Soon after my parents' divorce, I developed a stutter. Fate is a cruel and efficient tutor. There is no escape in stutter. You feel the meaning of every word drag itself up your throat. Separation. Stutter is a cage made of mirrors. Every, are you okay? Every... What'd you say? Every, come on, kids, spit it out, is a glaring reflection you cannot escape. Every terrible moment skips upon its own announcement, over and over until it just hangs there, floating in the middle of the room. Mom, Dad, I'm not wasteful with my words anymore. Even now, after hundreds of hours of practicing away my stutter, I still feel a claw of meaning in the bottom of my throat. 
I have heard that even in space, you can hear the scratching of a, I, 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 I love you. I'll put the link in the description that takes you to um, one of Phil K's own readings of the poem, mm-hmm. just because it's really beautiful the way he performs it and the different inflictions he gives in his voice. It's just the whole idea of repetition, I think, really kind of summarized what a lot of the bulk of the pandemic has felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. And just it's like and wake it's up. Exactly. At home. Wake that up. waking up thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of just, okay. It's basically the same kind of day over again. Cause you don't have those small talk conversations. No, you no. You don't have those different things. Yeah. And I feel like, especially like I know a lot of people had to move back home or if they were living with roommates, you kind of start to feel like you're cycling through the same conversations and same like beats. Like it is really just, and obviously everybody made this comparison of the like groundhog day kind of feeling that it was where it's like, you don't know the difference between a Monday or a Friday or a Tuesday or a Saturday, or it's just like every single day is the same. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most people don't had never had that experience before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, So, yeah, I definitely agree. And I also think what you were saying before about spoken word poetry, it's really like the experience you get reading a poem on a piece of paper is so different than seeing a person speak it, especially the author. Yeah. And especially like having like it's memorized Mm -hmm. and that's just a whole other aspect of spoken word that is so cool and powerful and meaningful, like how theater is in that way, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I've performed poetry like in person I I like I have really hard time with memorization Mm -hmm. but at the same time I hate how like my hands shake and the paper will shake if I'm performing which totally gives away your nerves so I think the like ability to memorize and then the ability to like project like confidence and a specific like vibe while you're reading even if you're in front of people and nervous is so powerful to me yeah because I I kind of break down I get so I get so shaky and so nervous yeah yeah, absolutely. And uh, I feel like part of that never really goes away. Yeah. You just learn how to manage it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Well, kind of on the same vein, uh, when we were talking about like things getting back in person, I chose my poem from a book. So it's an excerpt called The Sick Bag Song by Nick Cave. And like my close friends and my family know that I am absolutely obsessed with the artist Nick Cave. He's the lead singer of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, also Amazing. the Birthday Party, Grinder Man, a couple different bands. But he's also an author, and I really love his poetry. And part of the reason I chose it for today is because I was supposed to see him live before the pandemic, and then his show got canceled, and oh. now things are starting to come back up. Yeah. He hasn't announced a tour yet, but it's that, like, I, like craving that, like, in yeah. person. even that though hopeful feeling. Exactly. Yeah. And even though, like, he's, you know, a musician, and it's not a super in-person it is like seeing him versus seeing him in like a music video or on a, mm-hmm. in an interview is so different totally it's an excerpt from the sick bag song and i'll just be reading a couple stanzas here mythology bubbles up about me like melted plastic i sit alone on the bank of the glacial saskatchewan beside a low-lying bridge picking at a thread in my jacket sleeve pick pick Cubic tons of water spew along the river's course. The river is pulsating, living artery. It has nine known qualities. It is not ashamed of its actions. It flows without resistance. It washes its own history away. 
It has no memory. It is eternally of the present and in the present. It is not dependent on the whims of the muse. It needs no angels to transport it. It is not petrified, haunted, or derelict. It is not fumigated. I strip off my reeking sick bag suit and rinse it in the river. Wash away the Fairmont hotels, McDonald's, dry cleaning, service toxins all the way to Lake Winnipeg. And naked, I drift in a sort of reverie. I remember the disastrous events from the town of my youth. The boy who accidentally shot and killed his brother in the street next to ours. The boy who had a fatal allergic reaction to multiple bee stings. The old dead man we found in a gully on the way to school. But mostly I remember what my mother and father told me about the boy who had died jumping off the railway bridge. He had hit the concrete pylon support that lay submerged beneath the water and was knocked unconscious. He drowned. He was found a couple days later tangled in the branches of that half-felled tree. Mostly I remember that. I light a cigarette and resting there on the bank stare across the dark moonlit river and wonder how many memories I have mislaid along the way and whether they will ever be retrieved. Without warning, I am overwhelmed with a particular kind of sorrow, swollen and hard in my chest that is reserved for the loss of something both utterly precious and entirely illusory, and my eyes well with tears and spill down my cheeks. Wow. I love that poem. I love the way that he writes poetry. I liked that moment particularly about memories and how, like, uh, more, I forget how he exactly phrased, but that mourning the loss of memories, he's, you know, mistakenly left like along the mm-hmm. way. Like that is such a relatable line there of, what am I forgetting? Yeah, what, yeah. Or like, what are you misremembering as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think something, and obviously this is the entire book, so it's hard to put in one little <laughs> section, but sure. is like a theme of like stories that you're told as a child and how they reappear because that story of the boy jumping off the bridge is like it it reappears and is repeated multiple times and I think it is interesting of like the kind of um like folk tales that you're told as a child and how they come back to you because I always think about the one that you might have heard too of like the woman with the ribbon around her neck yeah Mm -hmm. like I feel like especially because it's coming up to Halloween and people are kind of (laughs) talking about spooky stories of like a story that I read maybe once when I was a kid, right. like totally haunts you as you're an adult as well. So totally, yeah. Always, always good to get into a spooky mood for Halloween. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll definitely be putting the Pride Center's information yeah. in this as well because I know they're really looking forward to having a costume party. Speaking of things that are spooky, yes. And it's just going to be a great any excuse to get. Scary and dress up is is a good one in my book. Oh yeah, I Halloween one of my favorite oh. holidays, celebrations, events, whatever you call it, for just being able to dress up and have some fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, good old spooky fun. <laughs> Speaking of like links in the description and stuff, mm-hmm. like we said, we'll kind of put some of the events that we know are coming up in in the description of this podcast as well as putting the link to our new website on there Mm -hmm. that's something that is also brand new from the last time that we've spoken so we have a new submission form on there um it's where our blog will be updated as well um so also check out our blog post for for that info um and new content there that you can give a read and 
Yeah. If you're listening and you're interested in becoming a volunteer, though, we have volunteer meetings every week, Tuesday at 4 p.m. up in the fourth floor of the SEC Plaza. If you're interested, come up and talk to us. Come and check it out. We have all kinds of opportunities. If you're interested in outreach or if you're interested in podcasting or blog posts, we, we have tons of availability. So come and check us out. Absolutely. We're so excited to get things going and see what else this year will bring. And you'll be hearing all about it on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Be On The Page. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then make sure you subscribe and get updates when a new episode is released. And we always love to hear from you, so don't be shy and leave us a review. Give us a follow on our socials at OSU Prism, that's O-S-U-P-R-I-S-M, or check out our website, which is linked in the description. Big thanks to KBVR FM for your support in getting this podcast out on the radio, and thank you to Orange Media Network for making this podcast possible. We'll see you next time when we journey beyond the page. <laughs>